Hello, 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 and welcome to the Imaginary Movie Podcast, a podcast where we watch a movie and, and then ditch it in the Hudson. Uh, my, name's, <laughs> my name's Sam, and this is the captain. Brace for podcasting. <laughs> Damn, man, that was a good one. Like, well, I'll give you my quote. And I'm Ross. Everything is unprecedented until it happens for the first time. <laughs> and this is the first time we are talking about this movie because we don't do them twice. Uh, unprecedented. Well, unprecedented. <laughs> it's unprecedented podcast about the film. Uh, yes, welcome to this podcast. It's great to have you here, and it's great that we're all still alive uh, and managing to, to see another I day. Just we, I just yeah, realised. I just realised we missed an opportunity here for the introduction. You could have gone like you know. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is your uh, host, Sam, speaking. We're, tonight we'll be recording at uh, approximately uh, wasted opportunity. Wasted. <laughs> well, with the power of editing, uh, which I absolutely do not have the energy to follow <laughs> through the inclination. on, we could make that happen. But, you know, yeah. maybe if you had a, a more committed editor to your podcast, that would be the case. And I apologise to you, listener, for not doing that. Uh this week we watched the uh, 2016 Nine? movie. Oh. Is that correct? I think it is. Um, oh, 2009. 2000, no, it's 2016 movie Sully, Miracle mm. on the Hudson. Of course, about the uh, Miracle of the Hudson plane crash, which took place a few years earlier in 2000 sometime. Wow. Now, wow. <laughs> Great this... save. Took place a few years earlier. You could have left it at that. And then you went in... You had to fumble yourself. <laughs> it's 2009, <laughs> seamlessly, and I just edited that so no one knows. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I got 2009 from. Yeah. So this is this is a this is this is a good movie. This is like a. Yeah. This is well. Firstly, firstly, number one, it's one hour 36 minutes long, and boy, do we love a 90 minute movie. That is <laughs> where we. That is where we're at, isn't it? The yeah, other thing where we with live. this film is Tom Hanks. Very. <sighs> I mean. Ties to go wrong with Tom. Tom Hanks, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Um, and directed by Clint Eastwood. And he, yeah. while a bit of a trash person uh, himself... Is he? He knows how to direct him. Yeah, he's a Republican. He's total loony. Oh, no. He, he knows how to direct... I know, sorry, Ross. He knows how to direct a movie. And this, I think, is a very competently directed film. Like, this is, mm-hmm. this is really good, considering what they have to go uh, from, which is... 208 seconds of actual action. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you think about it, that's what yeah. they started with. I mean, with, with, with this movie, like I, I like I have to be honest, I'm one of those people, like I said in a sort of in our TV show podcast, I'm one of those people where I'm completely ignorant of like what's going on around the way in the world around me. Um, so, so my, my name's my... Sam, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I've never met this man before. We've been life. friends for more than a decade. <laughs> Um, uh, but my, my first sort of, uh, I want to say, exposure to, 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 to this story, it wasn't through the movie, um, but it was actually um, through a friend of mine, because I've got a friend of mine who's, who's a trained pilot, and he's a friend of Dave's as well. Uh, Sam, you know of him, but you're not that close to them. Um, Fen. And essentially, <clears throat> because before even the movie came out, Fen knew of this, okay? Mm. And basically, and I'll, I'll be... I'll be thrown back to this throughout the episode, you know what I mean, when, when I want to drive home a point. But Fenn told me the, the story of this guy and basically and impressed upon me what a feat he accomplished. 
and basically, and it's one of those things like unless you know you're sort of in the business, like you know you know you know, I'm in the video game, so like if I'm telling you how hard my job is, Sam, you can you can sort of relate, but you know you won't know, and, and vice versa with the job you're in, I can sort of relate. Oh, I get stressed, but I won't know the sort of stress points. But Venom is impressing upon me the sheer uh, skill and technical sort of aptitude you need to pull off this, especially with the plane that size. It was a DC, oh, I can't remember the name. It's A320. But, uh, that's the Airbus one. Airbus 320, yeah. 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 And, and essentially, and again, Fenn as a, as, as a trained pilot, he can fully appreciate the, you know, the, the skills it takes to pull this off. And he was telling me about the story. And at the time, I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, brilliant. And, you know, it, it's an interesting story here and, and you move on. And then the movie comes out and just like, oh my God, you know, this... You know, because you think, oh, cool, yeah, he landed the plane, but then, like, he, you know, when you see it in movie format, like, he landed something that size. Yeah. Because whilst it was on news, sort of, like, maybe nationwide in America, I don't know if it ever, sort of, like, made news over here, you know, over the pond. I think, well, I think it did, but I, I think you're right to say that there's a, there's a heck of a lot of, like, you know, like, landing a plane is very difficult, and I... <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that out there. Uh, yeah. I'm not a pilot, but I am quite. Hot I am. Tick. I am. A, I am an av- aviation enthusiast, and yeah. I, you know, so you've, ro- you've locked in many hours on flight. Three hundred and fifty hours on flight sim. <laughs> Fuck you, Ross. I'm basically. Uh, yeah. I could. I could fly a plane. Uh, fly? Yes. Land? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But the uh, the 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 thing the thing is like when especially with with big jets like we we are talking. So many, so many systems, so many things you have to think about. You know, it isn't just point up. When the houses go far away, you're getting higher. When the houses get closer, you're getting lower. Like, there's a <laughs> lot more going on, and so the technical requirement, and not, not, notwithstanding the fact that you've got 155 people on board, you know, the pressure of all that. Like, it's an amazing achievement, yeah. and it is so worth going on YouTube and listening to. Um, uh, 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 Sonberger about recording about how his experiences and the way that they deal. Like I really respect the mindset yeah. of this guy who was in the yeah. navy's or navy or air force previously. So he had like he had that kind of cool, calm, collected thing, which is what you need when you're doing you're dealing with a situation like this. Yeah. Now this movie though, because I will sit and watch the fucking. NTSB um, <laughs> recordings. <laughs> yeah. The actual, like, go on YouTube and you can watch day one. It's seven hours long and you can watch all of it. And they go through every single detail. They talk about every fucking flap change, yeah. every single instrument reading. And they go into detail and they interrogate and they do the job that they're supposed to do, which is investigate. And I, I'll do that. I'm a fucking nerd. Mm-hmm. But this movie, this movie manages, I think, for someone like you who isn't doing that it manages to capture the bravery the you know heroism from from all the people on board from the mm-hmm. passengers uh, the crews and, and and all that but it also manages to make the technical pretty much correct you know everything they say in the cabin uh in the cockpit is what they said in real life like you can yes. go and listen to it and it is exactly the same they manage they manage to show on screen the right um instrument uh, read it, you know readouts and and yeah. and they they have all of that correct mostly i mean i'm not again i don't actually know what i'm talking about but if you look online it's pretty well held and it all makes sense logically in the film 
And that, I think, is an amazing technical achievement for movie making to make something like as complex and as detailed as flying a plane and then, mm-hmm. you know, all the things that go wrong and getting that right while making it still a human story. Mwah, yeah. fresh, uh, chef's kiss, because I, I think that's a <laughs> great achievement. It's a great achievement. A hundred percent. And, and you know, n- not to sort of be a broken record so early in, in the episode, but again... You know, you said Sam. You mentioned that you know it it goes to great lengths to sort of to make the technical not just accurate, but you know I want to say absorbable or understandable, compelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, compelling, absolutely. But but you can comprehend it. You know, mm, and, mm-hmm. and you know, and to, and to the layman, which I would say we are. Sorry, Sam. You know, it's it's something that you get. You know, you can, you can onboard yourself to. Yeah. Um, but what also like that again? What sort of like made itself sort of trans, uh, known to me was that the movie takes time uh, th- throughout. You know, a couple of times throughout the, the sort of the runtime, and it's, it's sort of like you know it takes a sidestep to basically say to the audience what they what this man did is incredible. Do you know? And like it does that a couple of times. Any other movie we would criticize for you know patting itself on the back too hard or you know or you know congratu- congratulating itself. But there was a couple of times. I mean, the one that stood out to me was um, when you know when the helicopter guy is like he's going down, he's landing on the Hudson, and then the other thing where you had the air traffic controller who was sort of communicating with Sully, and yeah. then basically you know he had to go off for his urine test and stuff, which is a standard policy, and basically you know while he's waiting, and they basically oh you haven't heard he landed the son of a bitch, and they're like he landed it, yeah, and again it, you know it's and fully aware that this is such a te- technical f- phenomena. You know, and the and the movie takes time to go. By the way, we need to remind you this this is insane. <laughs> this, yeah, like well, he says, doesn't he? Uh, Sully says at the end, you know, no one has ever trained for this. This is the this is the yeah. lowest double engine bird strike, you know, double engine failure mm-hmm. bird strike that has ever successfully. And no one died. I mean, there were a couple of injuries, but no one died. And that is an you know, just it's just it is a miracle. It is one of those things that I think, and and. And you know what, though? You know what? What I love about this film, and let's get in, let's do a plot summary after this and we'll get into sure. it. What I love about this film is that it is, yes, about Sully. But mm-hmm. I think when you listen to him speak, the, the real the, the real guy speaking, he, he, he's very much, he's very much, um, you know, saying, it's, it, yeah, it's not about being a hero. It's about decision making, it's about working together as a crew, you know. The, the flight attendants, they did their job perfectly. Mm-hmm. They got, they're the ones, and this is what he said, they're the ones who saved the lives. They got people off of this sinking yeah. aircraft. All I did was land it in the water, you know. Like, so, and I think the film is kind of, as much as it's about hero worship a bit, because it is heroic, it's also about saying, you know what, this is just about, this is how good people work together in good situations and it's and it's yeah. kind of like and that's what i like that's that's the feel i get off it is you know you can take this mindset that these people have and the training that they have you can take that you can apply that in different ways and they just happen to do everything right this day and apply it perfectly you know in, mm-hmm. in the in the worst possible situation and that's cool that's a cool thing to express in your film that it isn't just about the the captain saving the day you know everyone worked yeah. together and it was the best result possible you you literally just took the words out of my mouth there. I, I wasn't going to put it as eloquently as you put it, but one of the thing, things you mentioned there was about, was about the hero worship, and they could have easily 
gone down the you know maybe it was a different director that could have easily gone down the route of one man and a plane yeah. you know what yeah. I mean and yeah. Sully bare chested like you know ripping the door off <laughs> with a flag in his hand yeah, yeah. holding the wing on with it with another hand you know and it could have eased <laughs> America <laughs> fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> just but you know it could have easily went that route and you know it would would have been lapped up anyway but again and that was one of the things that really sort of stood out to me is that the guy is a hero do you know what I mean but and and but he doesn't accept that title of hero and it's yeah. not in a a faux humble way it's like oh come on guys i put on my pants one leg at a time just like you know that's right he's like but he hasn't got time for this shit you know what i mean like what i loved is um once they got everyone off the off the plane on the boats and basically they're on onto land and basically a dude comes up to so he's like hey the mayor and you know some other dude wants to wants wants you to come down to city hall to meet them and he's like I'm here. They can come here if they yeah. want to meet me. Come see me. No. Come see. Yeah, yeah. I'm do, I'm I've got still stuff doing my to job. do. Yeah, <laughs> I love that sort of thing. Yeah. But um, shall we get into a plot summary, Sam? You want me? You yeah, want me so kick that off? Have you got? Have you got one? I've got it here. When Perfect. pilot Chelsea, Chelsea Sully Sullenberger lands his damaged plane on the Hudson River in order to save the flight's passengers and crew, some consider him a hero, while others think he was reckless. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And. Let's let's talk about it straight off the bat. Let's talk about things that I that are a little bit controversial in this movie because the framing of the film is kind of the investigation. Now again, this is very clever, and this is based on the book that that he wrote. Um, but it's a clever thing because, as we mentioned, you have two hundred eight seconds of action in this. You have you have the birds sit in the plane, and then they land the water is two hundred eight seconds, and they need to basically stretch that out to. Uh, a, a much more substantial length, you know, to, to get through. And so they kind of have to have this frame of advice, which is the investigation that's being carried out yep. by the National Transportation Safety Board. Now, in real life, and and I think Sullenberger has said this, and also the people who are actually in the film have said this as well, like the, the actual roles, I think they barely changed their names. Like, nobody was this adversarial nobody nobody was <laughs> nobody was trying to catch them out you know yeah th- this is a very standard thing they need to figure out what happened because there's been a massive accident yes it's worked out perfectly but aviation safety is based on yes huge fuck up we fix that we fix what caused the fuck up and then we reduce the chance of that fuck up happening again i mean yeah. there are investigation into the most minute elements yeah because yep. because really really you know um the the human error is the part of the uh, a plane crash my, my favorite one my favorite example of this slightly aviation nerdy so you have go to for it. Go for forgive it. me is there used to be um the, the 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 terminology used to be yes you can take off no you can't take off and I think I can't remember exactly which one. It might be one of the Tenerife crash. If you Google that, there is yeah. basically there was a communication error, static on the line, whatever else, and one of the pilots oh, wow. heard takeoff, and so they took off. And what the, actually the ATC had said is, "Do, Do not, not take off. There is a plane in front of you. You're going to kill oh, it. You know, God. you're going to you're going to wow. kill everyone on board if you if you do that." And so what they changed was we only use the word takeoff when we are talking about takeoff. It's like mm-hmm. you are not cleared for departure yet and now you are cleared for takeoff. So that, that means that if you ever hear that, even if you just hear off, 
you know you are you know that that, that you've been You're given. good so, yeah so there's all that that's the type of, that's the type of example of the human error that comes through so yeah. when they're like prosecuting this guy in this film and they are nasty like they are pretty horrible and i don't think it's a like it's the one thing we think jesus these guys See, are just doing their jobs leave them alone you know? I, I i do understand that but my thinking was I, how do i word this i thought because i didn't know they weren't that vindictive and i thought are they trying to like cast a balance here between you know, that you could be forgiven for considering them vindictive and, well, actually, no, because they need to, you know, whether or not this man d- did the impossible, they need to assume that there, there was a human error here. You know, they need to go into every minor thing. And if all the data that they had, you know, from the, you know, from the engine, from, the, I can't remember the acronym, the ACARS or something. ACARS, all, yeah. yeah. Yeah, if all of that is pointing to it, then you'd be forgiven. And so part of me was thinking... I bet you there are people watching this and their takeaway is, yeah, to hell with the system. It's all, you know, we humans and everything don't do the robots. And like, no, this is one of the few times where, yes, human element did save our lives. Do not, this is not the takeaway. You yes. know? And, and he actually, even saves yeah, go on. You're exactly, yeah, you're exactly right because actually there is, the, the criticism was, is like this puts our role, our safety role and the entire role of safety investigation under a little bit of pressure because everyone's like, he just, you know, that's this is what you do because there's lots of things that when you look at the transcripts, they didn't, they didn't follow the procedures. They turned on the fifteen steps between the, turning on the APU and yes. what what they what they were supposed to do at that point. That's not what you he was supposed to do, but obviously he yeah. used his judgment and he made the right decision. But you could easily he could have he could have hit that that water and he could have the nose could have gone down, yeah, crumpled and flipped over and everyone drowns. Like it, yeah. there's so many things that could have gone wrong. And that's fine. So the, let's not, we won't get caught up in this, but I think it's an interesting framing of the movie. You also, yeah. I guess you kind of need an antagonist. You need someone to like rail against. Otherwise, it's lots of people agreeing. <laughs> I mean, you'd still watch it, but yeah, yeah. Every, everyone, everyone. There was movie, a plane crash. The was there theater. a plane crash? There was a plane crash. Brilliant. Like Everyone in the movie theater shaking hands. Yeah, well done. Well done. This is good. This <laughs> is kinda, good. You kind of need a little bit of tension, don't you? And yeah. I suppose, I suppose it is. Now, what's again? What again? What's impressive though is that like the whole movie is is hinged upon ACARS data. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're we're talking about a system that that sends uh, you know aircraft system information down to 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 transcribe uh, to other you know over radio. We're talking about like highly detailed, boring things that nobody should know anything about other than pilots. But that that's what the movie uh, hinges on. It hinges on. Yep. Is this data right or wrong? Are the simulations right or wrong? Did they make the decisions? And then what's laying on top of that, and this is where we get into the Tom Hanksness of it all, is the human story. And I think that's what I, I think this film does really well. It balances, like, here's the stuff that's happening. We're going to show you the technical stuff. We're going to give you a bit of insight. We're also going to rely on some really good performances. Um, I think Eckhart does a great, very, very Love good, understated job. But I think Tom Hanks is working, is working <laughs> he's, hard. He's earning here. his keep, yeah. He is working hard here. Yeah. This is not... I've, I've got a little uh, tidbit here. You, you might know this already, but uh, when I first watched this movie, I was watching like some of the post... It might be post-credit, it might be like DVD extras, I can't remember. But essentially, when I'm watching this movie and there was some behind-the-scenes stuff... Um, <clears throat> And essentially, uh, you know, when when Sully's wife was, you know, behind the scenes on the movie set, you know, what milling about that sort of thing, 
she saw Sully and went up, you know, and, you know, just to give him like, you know, to embrace him. Unbeknownst to her, it was Tom Hanks. And she was saying, <laughs> really? the, the way he carried himself, the way you know he postured everything, she thought she thought it was her husband. Her husband, that's amazing. I love little stories of that where basically, you know, where a guy's into it that much, where basically he he's consumed by the role essentially. Yeah, and you see, you see the uh, the voice performance I think in, in, in particular, and even the way he kind of carries him. He's not, you know, Tom Hanks is quite an exuberant guy. He's, yeah, yeah, you know, like fire, Buzz, like <laughs> you are a toy, like you all of this. You are is, a toy. Like he is, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a fun guy, and I think he managed. And if you again, if you go on YouTube and see the real interviews with with Chelsea Sullivan, he is like. Really like that. He's very much an air, you know, a military guy who's a little bit stoic. Yeah, yeah, straight laced and just is, is very, you know, talks in mm-hmm. in a pilot pilot kind of way, and we don't really move much. So what I, I will great. say though is, like in terms of Sully, like he's got such a a presence about him. Do you know what I mean? Where basically, where you don't you you don't see that much now in sort of, especially in like in in the public eye, because everyone's sort of. Playing up to the camera, as it were. Yeah. But he, like, when one of the things where you saw him, like in the post credit scene of this movie, and there was another thing where he was giving a speech, and basically, but he has this uh, way of, I wouldn't say demanding attention because I would say that he's asking for it, but like of garnering attention. And he'll say something, and basically, he like he said something so eloquent, you know, and now you know we have been connected, you know, for the rest of our lives by like you know by two hundred and eight seconds, and like. I'm butchering what he said, but he said it in such yeah. an eloquent way. He's just like, I wanna, I wanna I'm be around this guy. <laughs> you know, I wanna yeah. be, wanna be near this guy. And and again, I'm, like uh, for just for another sunny, sully tale, this is when Fenn was telling me about the story, and you know, and when when he was trying to be a pilot, he said like, he says that's one of the highest levels you can attain. And he's like, and he, the guy wasn't trying to be a celebrity. He says, but there was times where like Sully is walking through an airport, and once someone like clocks who it is, and people just begin. Wow! And imagine walking through an airport and people applaud you. Do you yeah. know what I mean? No, and you're a pilot. And you're a pilot. <laughs> you're going to do it every not, fucking day. You're not Kanye fucking West. You're not, you know, yeah. Adele, whatever. You're a guy who just did his job. Do you know what I mean? And people applaud you. Yeah, and that's really worth respect, isn't it? And and, and I think and I think Hanks does such a good job of capturing that essence, that spirit, that, mm-hmm. you know... He's quite forceful in some ways, especially when he's talking to the NTSB. He's quite forceful in the way he's kind of saying his piece. But he's very, yeah. you know, this guy. This guy has got a lot going on underneath the surface, even if he's quite stoic above it. And that's a, yes, a, a reserved. Character. One funny story about this: we were watching the Graham Norton show. Um, it would have been yes. around 2015 or something, and uh, and oh, brilliant! Tom Hanks on Graham Norton show. It's the best TV talk show in the world because they get all of the celebrities on at the same time. They're yeah. all smashed. They are all just glogging down <laughs> wine, beer, whatever whiskey. It's fantastic. And then and then uh, they they get Tom Tom Hanks is there and he's doing, and we were like, oh my god, Tom Hanks is getting old. Oh, I can't do. I can't no. deal with him. I can't deal with look. When he's it got happens, white hair. He's got this little. Must, I mean, what? This this guy, oh, Jesus, Tom Hanks, like this is the institution. And then, of course, we saw him again, and he had black hair and didn't have a moustache. <laughs> and we were like, what the fuck? And then we realised he was still in costume, basically, from this film. 
So he'd gone onto the Graham Norton show in between shooting oh. or whatever. I don't oh, we won't anymore. have him for much longer. I know, and he's like, oh no, he's Google him. He's not that old. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's it, it was it was a real funny moment of, oh yeah, people can people can yeah. change their na- their their appearance. <laughs> Tom Tom Hanks is like sixty five. He's gonna be around for another. 20 years we're all good yeah. we don't have to worry and about he's it. rich as well and you know so you know that's, oh yeah add yeah. on another 10 minimum exactly and, yeah. and, and i don't begrudge tom hanks that because you know th- this is the thing the next thing i was going to say i mean is this our first tom hanks movie i no. can't think of another one I'm gonna, no okay, money pit we did money pit a while ago i didn't uh, do that that so no. doesn't count this is our first tom <laughs> hanks uh podcast <laughs> um what i love is that you can guilt-free unashamedly Love Tom Hanks. I know. Because he is globally low. He's not, you know, you know, a misogynist. He's not racist. He's he's not, you know, diddling kids. It would be kids. a crushing he's, blow, wouldn't oh. it? You know, if he was one of the, if he was one of the, the, oh. the, the horrible people in Hollywood, like, yeah. I would genuinely, because, because he, he is, he's, he's just got this presence and he's, a bit like Jimmy Stewart, you know, Jimmy Stewart was always, Yes, yes. As nice as wow, what, he, what, what, audi- what, a, what, you know, what company to be among? You know I, I think mean? he must be compared yeah, against Jimmy Stewart. I think he must be, and obviously his film, his filmography is is fantastic, and yeah, he seems like a good guy. Yeah. So, where are we in the film then? Because it's kind of like it's <laughs> the beginning. It's bit, <laughs> yeah. Well, we're not going to go through the plot by plot because it is quite complicated, and they do lots of flashbacks. But basically, yeah. we have like the stuff in the cabin, and then we have the. The, the, the result of the crash, and then we have the investigation. Those are the kind of three, and they they mm-hmm. split between them, don't they? So there's no way we can keep up with that. Yeah. Let's talk about the um, like the maybe the 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 family effect because we get Laura Linney, who fantastic. I think she's doesn't have a lot to do. Interestingly, we never see Laura Linney and Tom Hanks together, which I think is like in my head. I'm like scheduling. <laughs> <laughs> These people. We're on separate sides of the country yeah. and never met. But, <laughs> All the but way also, easy. I'm thinking uh, it's Tom Hanks. You move your schedule. It's yeah. for Tom Hanks. You like, but yeah, you, she like she must have not been able to move it because you can imagine if she had to say it. It's not that she didn't yeah. want to. She could. They're all they're all on the phone, so maybe even they shot at different times. You know, that's cheaper than getting them together at the same time. I don't know. Bit, it, it so always, if you're an actor and you're in a scene with Tom Hanks, you're going to want to be with Tom yeah. Hanks. But, Laura, uh, but, the, but they're on the phone anyway, aren't they? Because one of them's in New York yes. and the other one's wherever. Any fucking excuse. She lives. <laughs> but that, that works well, I think. That's a lot of, there's a lot mm. of, um, there's a lot of character building that goes on through that, through those phone conversations. And we get to kind of like, we get to go under the surface a little bit. And there's one thing that I think that comes through the movie really well, which is, you know, the questioning of your decision-making. Now, obviously, Mm. never been in a plane crash, never had to land a plane, but we've all been in those situations. (laughs) Pocket list. Yeah, (laughs) not yet. Um, We've all been in those situations where you have to make snap decisions and... Whether or not it's about something to do with work or you know whatever it is, yeah. afterwards call. you have to think. You think you think over all the bad things that could happen. Now I've done it when you know, like my son was on a changing table, and then all of a sudden he decided he could learn he, he, that he knew how to roll over now, <laughs> and you and you just manage. So, and you, but do you not think? Do you not always think? Oh my god, what if he'd fell? Oh my god, it would have yeah. been. And you, and you panic about it, even though it didn't happen. And yeah. I think this movie captures 
and and again he said this this is this is what his life has been like he's always questioning even though he do, even though he saved 155 people questioning what what if what if i hadn't done it so well yeah and that must be hard to live with it must be like a traumatic stress thing to, to live with afterwards and this movie captures it perfectly i think well, that, that, that sort of sort of thing that would sort of like you know I don't want to say trigger like it's coming back, but that, you know that would maybe generate PTSD. Do you know what I mean? Not, yeah. not just not, not just something that happened, but the, the continuous thought of what would have happened had I acted differently. And you and you do see that like at least twice in the movie, where um you know he sort of like he first of all you know the opening scene is him having a dream where the plane crashes yeah in, into oh, one yeah. city, and then there's one where he's conscious and basically he sees the plane flying in and basically. You know, it, it hits a building, and he's sort of daydreaming, watching it happen. Um, and so, th- so that comes through where you're like, th- you know, this guy. It's it's still, even though he made the right call, it weighs on him. Yeah, and that really works well with the the other tracks. So we've got the, we'll come to the cockpit stuff in a minute. We've got the family, we've got the kind of personal relationship, we've got the NTSB stuff, and and that guilt, that like questioning, works really well. It's just structurally from a movie point of view, with. The NTSB investigation. Now we've we've already talked about how they're a bit aggressive, but it's a it's again it's a clever framing for your movie because you need to have something to do and you, you need the bad we, guy. Yeah, we, we, we need like we need content. We need things to be able to <laughs> shoot and talk about because otherwise it's just it's just what happens in the plane. Mm. And it and I think it, it, it number one it allows you to have exposition and to explain what happens and. Also, go into the technical stuff, which we've already mentioned, and kind of get under the under the nails of that a little bit, so you can you kind of start to understand. You know, even if you don't know anything about planes, I think it's well enough. It, it teaches you. It, it kind of teaches you what you need to know. Yep. On the basis of this movie, that you know, no one has ever landed like this. The bird, uh, you know, a, a bird strike in two engines is very, very rare, and kind of all of the other technical stuff that follows makes sense I think because you get that and it kind of gives the characters like a lot of stress and anxiety and you see them but at no point do we have like a god damn it I did I did what I was trained to do yes, you know, we, yes. we don't get like a shouty moment because that's not all the characters that's not real mm-hmm. and it would have been so easy for them to be attracted by that and to invent something just or even just over embellish that's just what I mean bit. you know Sully bears his chest again he's in it you know <laughs> for some reason it's in Congress now the judge is saying you're out of order banging the gavel I'll the show judge, you out of order I'm the Captain judge of, I'm the Captain Goddamn Sullenberger you know, I get could have easily been that. You know what I mean? Flag draped across his chest, and then and then cannons go off in the background. <laughs> you know, there's there's drummers marching in Civil War garb. Yeah. <laughs> God damn, we should have, we should direct this film. That sounds yeah. like a it's brilliant. Yeah, but exactly, exactly, like we never we knew, and 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 yeah, it's compelling. And this is where we talk about Clint Eastwood, and. Like again, bit of a bit of a trash person, but this guy, is, <laughs> <laughs> this guy is, um, I think, a really, really obviously he understands film and he understands like how to. He understands what he needs to do as an actor, but I always think actors make fantastic directors because they're able. Oh, really? Well, I, I think they they understand they understand how 
actors work and they give them the time and space to do things. I think when you, mm. he's been directing films for a long time, I think maybe the 70s is when he's, he was first doing it. But in the last, like probably from maybe the 90s, we get like a real, there's lots, there's loads of, loads of um, mm. some decent films, lots of war films, which I think work well. We've got obviously Gran Torino's maybe one of the more famous ones that he's done but there's there's just if you go through and look at his there's been some um, recent ones that are a bit of a stinker like where he's a drug mule or something and it's just it yes. felt like a movie by numbers that anyway but this isn't a podcast in that movie no but but he's got this style as well which is very like you know when it's not bombastic is it you'd, you'd no. say that his films are quite understated the pal the color palette even is quite kind of like muted and you know it's a cold frosty morning in, in New yes. York and, and it reflects the greyness of the city and all the and so you'd say that I think Clint Eastwood manages to capture like a feeling of, of what's going on. You feel the coldness, I think, in, in the way that it's all shot and everything. Mm-hmm. But all of that, I think the tying it all together works really well, especially when we've got the the, the flash forwards and flashbacks, which like I don't know, we, did you ever feel confused by that? Sometimes I was a bit like Wary, but it works generally. I think. No, I mean the only time where I think maybe it could have been a little bit smoother was the very first one they did. Um, you know, where it's showing him as the you know the young guy, you know, doing like sort of crop dusting sort of thing or whatever he's doing, because the next scene, the next flashback is when he's in the military, but it's set up so much better because he's he's gone for a run, he's at the dock, he sees a fighter jet sort on the of par- yeah. parked yeah. on on the Intrepid exactly, and then immediately. Flashback, and he's flying the sky because these are these are one of the best sort of shots I love. Where basically the thing you're focused on is, is seems like it's static, and then it's still, yes. it still keeps the same position, but the background has changed. Your your complete environment has changed, and now instead of being parked on the Intrepid, it's flying midair, and then the camera pans out or it cuts to another angle. Love that's that. a very good point. I hadn't actually. Mm-hmm. I, I I remember exactly because it does it. It does it the same way on the end, doesn't it? When he parks up on the runway. It. Book ends up and they have the exact yeah. same. I mean that. Mm, like, come on, that's filmmaking. That's filmmaking. Yeah. Like, that's really <laughs> clever. Yeah, very good point, Russ. Very good point. Mm. And that's the type of care that I think he brings to his movies. And uh, not that I like all of his films, but like, mm. you know, like Flags of Iwo Jima is. Uh, uh, is that yeah? The, the the Iwo Jima one is like a pretty. It's pretty well done, and this Gran Torino is pretty cool as well. Um. And I think that's kind of what you want in a film like this, isn't it? You know, when you don't really have a lot to talk about, you kind of need to fill the time with interesting flavours. And that's that's yeah. how I would like describe a lot of the stuff in this film. Like we get like a nice tasty morsel, something like that, mm-hmm. which just gives you a little bit, just a little bit of something to go, oh, that's cool. Yeah. And then you move on to, you know, they try and progress the plot a bit more, mm-hmm. um, which I think works really well. Well, it's it's one of those few like well, you know, you said like flavor, you know, flavoring, and I'm, you know, if if I get a bit pedant, like I would say, you know, it's more like seasoning. Do you know what I mean? Because there we, there we go. Thank you, thank you. Because, you know, because flavoring suggests because I would equate flavoring to you know when there are movies where it's like based in a true story, directed by Michael Bay, and you're like Jesus Christ, they're taking liberties here. How <laughs> how how loosely based are we? That would be adding flavor in my opinion. But it, but for me, because this story is you know this real story is so compelling. You know what I mean? You just need. That's why. That's why I quit it. Just a little bit of seasoning, just so you can see. This is the man. This is the man behind the hero, as it were. You know what I mean? I like it. I like it. That's a much better way of describing it. Absolutely. Um. 
some other so so what else well well, well so I guess... I'll I'll jump in here so Go on. Uh, this is going to be a sensitive topic but it's something that hit me and one of the lines was you know after after they get the passenger off the boat and and Sully and Skiles are are in their hotel and they're talking to their sort of their rep and they're like, oh, you know, this is great news. And they're like, what do, you, what do you mean? They're like, oh, well, it's been a while that we had some good news, you know, in New York involving a plane. Yeah. Now, initially, I was like, ah, did you need to say that? Because no one had, not, 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 I don't say that to sort of like to cheapen or to, to lessen, you know, that, 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 you know, that fateful day. But I was like, does that need to be said? about? And I think, if, I think it does, because one of the things that hit me was you see the perspective from one of the passengers and, and and I'm glad in this order because I had because you see this perspective after that scene, and basically I think it's um, a guy was driving on the bridge, and he sees a pla- and he sees the plane going over the bridge, and that's when it hit me, and I, and I thought, Do you know, it's 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 two thousand and nine, it's yeah. it's been eight years, you know, since that fateful day, and you'd be forgiven for thinking, oh God, not again. Well, it's you know? New York, New York, and that's, that's like, a, yeah, yeah. It's intrinsic. It's it, 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 you know, it's intrinsic length, isn't it? You can't really get beyond beyond that. And I think, especially when it's flying over, you see the decision making. Let's talk about the, the stuff in the cockpit next, because you see the decision making yeah. where he's like, "Can I turn it around?" And mm-hmm. he's starting to go lower and lower and lower over what I think would be Harlem-ish, like yeah. the north bit of Manhattan. Yeah, and realizes. No chance. I'm getting too low and swings right to the over the river towards the George Washington Bridge. And like but you see that point and think, fucking hell, he was low. Now I think generally if you look at that that was pretty much where he was and he, he managed to, to gain a little bit of altitude when he went over the river. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. set it down. But like you are talking hundreds of feet off the ground. You're talking mm-hmm. maybe four or five hundred feet off the ground. Like that is mm-hmm. not very high when the buildings are high in, in, the, in <laughs> there are New York. Buildings as well. over you, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you fuck that up, and th- and this this is where you know the the decision making of of uh, of the crew was was questioned is like why didn't you go back to um to to LaGuardia, LaGuardia or, or, or Teterboro no. or go to Newark? Yeah. There's lots of different options that they could have. Um, the, the, the I'm sorry. Who's the captain of this fucking plane? Yeah, Thank you. <laughs> So all those questioning, and and again, it's it works well from the film, I think, because you are like, well, you know, maybe, maybe they, maybe he was being like had a little bit too much bravado. Like, it, it, it's hard to know, you know. The it's, film kind of so gives you well that doubt, doesn't it? It's, yeah, yes, yeah, lit, I was about to say, yeah, it it puts that doubt in you, and you're like, oh, I want to like this guy, but did he make a mistake? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you see him having that. You you know you you referred to it before, like you know you see him. Having that doubt across, you know, you run it over in your mind. Could I have done this? Could I have done it? And you're like, oh man. And you do think, oh, maybe this, you know, this guy's flawed. Maybe he didn't make the right call. Yeah. Um, but you want to talk about the cockpit, the decision making? Well, I just just because I think it's the other phase of the film, isn't it? It's all the mm. stuff that happens in the plane, and, um, you know, like it, there's there's not a lot. For, for the filmmakers to go on because they base all of the communication you know the the, the recordings in the in the cockpit all the recordings with air traffic control what the crew say what the the um the 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 crew at the back are saying as well the stewards like all of this is based on the real data so it's again it's quite interesting how they managed to make that 
compelling when mm-hmm. they don't say a lot to each other. And most of it is, you want flaps? 700 feet, 500 <laughs> feet, 100, you know, 140 knots, 130 knots. Like, they're not saying a lot, really. They're, they're, no. It's quite technical. But we get some good face acting. We get some good, like, I'm going to sit here and look scared from Eckhart and from from Hanks, yeah, yeah, exactly. Looking around and just having to go. I'm looking at this dial. No, I'm gonna look over here at this dial. Yeah, and and I imagine that's pretty much what they were saying. Like, you know, okay, Tom, and we're gonna look up to the right now. Yeah. Perfect, that's great. Like, it's really. And hard the plane to is crashing, crashing, still yeah. crashing. <laughs> And scared, 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 and there we go. <laughs> middle, middle, little... middle, cut. That's a wrap, people. <laughs> but that process of trying to capture that and trying to again trying to make it compelling. Now we get the flashbacks and we get it kind of cut up, and mm-hmm. we never really see. Like I'd forgotten this, and we never really get to see the full thing until the end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that, I was going to touch on that next because I I thought you do see the full thing twice. And maybe I'm wrong, but I thought you see. But essentially, because for at the end we see the full thing. It's it's the full thing from the cockpit, you know, from yeah. from that. But the, the first part they show it. They not only you know they show some of the passengers. They the show getting on board, and then you know the goose hitting the goose ducks geese geese the birds Geeses. the birds hitting Mises. the engine <laughs> Mises. Hit the, the the birds hitting the engine and basically you know it cuts between the cabin crew, which you know you know absolutely you know like you said, Sam, they're the ones who got the people off the plane. You know, and so you know, cutting back and forth between the cabin crew and the pilots, and then, like, like this is what's one of the most impressive things about this movie. They show the exact same sort of sequence, but you know, purely from the cabin now. It's not cutting away, yeah. but it still glues your eyes to the screen. You yeah. are still hanging on every moment, and and, and every word, even mm-hmm. though it's very understated, and we're literally yeah. just listening to what the to what the pilots actually said, which is. Not a lot, you know. Yeah. But there's some iconic, there's a, a couple of iconic moments, and, and I love the bit where he says, "Any ideas?" Uh, <laughs> and and the response is, "Actually, no." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Sullenberg himself has spoken about that line and saying, like, because you know when you when you're working in that environment, and and there's this thing called crew resource management CRM, which is basically how they talk to each other is really important. What they say to each other, even how they say it, is really important. Because yeah. they've got to make quick decisions, like, he, and he talks about how there's a lot more going on in that exchange than necessarily from it appears. That you'd you know, pick up on. He's kind of like he's he's kind of, you know they've gone through the whole process and he's almost confirming that are we going to do what what ah, we've, what we've said right. what 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 we're basically now pretty much committed because we are about to go and lift the nose back and hit the wall mm. and see what happens. And it's come. It's almost like, is there anything left? You know, is there anything left? Is there anything? And and this is what's going to happen now. And this the, the kind of note the, the the communication between the two. I think it captures that great because looking at each other like, I mean, what else is there to do? They clearly could not have done anything else. Yeah, um, that's very interesting. I didn't I didn't hear about that. What, what, worth googling. Like, sorry, go, go on. Go for it. Uh, no, I, I was going to move on. So go ahead. Nope. Sorry. The one last thing I was going to talk about as well, I think it's, I've mentioned this character before, but I think it's like one of, a, you know, an underrated sort of piece of performance in this movie. And that's the air traffic controller. Um, yeah. Because what I loved, you know, because had had this gone the other way and, and it would have crashed, you know, this this guy, 
he believes that he's responsible, you know, because he's you know he he's the one who who's the, number one, the last contact, human contact, you know, the pilots would have had had the you know had it gone the other way, and to you know that 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 weight of responsibility you would feel, do you know what I mean? Even though you done nothing wrong, like Sully, you know, you did everything right, even though you did nothing wrong, and that happens, and the weight you must feel, and basically, you know, as you know, as the plane goes off the radar, and his <clears throat> his supervisor, you know, says this dude's taking your chair now. And he puts up a fight for a bit, and then basically takes his chair. And as he's standing up, the guy, the guy has tears streaming down his cheek. Mm. And he said, "You mm-hmm. know, I thought, I thought he could have made it. I thought he could have made it." Now, and then the supervisor says, "You know, they're going to take your breathalyzer, etc." Any other? Now, a lot of people, myself included, I, be, you know, I'd be insulted. But you know, I'd be like, uh, "What? What the hell? You know, what are you trying to suggest?" But again, as protocol, you'd probably get used to it. But the fact that he's resigned himself, like, yeah, okay, I better get, you know, better get my piss tested, you know, get all those tests done, and you can see the weight that it's having on his soul. Um, I get, yeah, for me, one a very underrated performance by that guy. It is because again, you've got you haven't got much dialogue to go on. I mean, there's no. a little bit when they're not when he's not on mic, which they could elaborate, you know, some. But yeah, like. It's, you know, the, the, these people are highly skilled. They've got a lot of responsibility. Mm-hmm. And when they've it goes a, wrong... Got a, sorry, Tom, they, they, you know, they have to have an eye on, like, you know, like you know, 20, 30 aircraft, like, circling the airport. It's like, bad. and they have to... Yeah, yeah. Sorry, but go ahead. Well, just, I mean, ATC in itself is, is, is a, a like a daily miracle that things don't happen. <laughs> you know, when, when, and it's amazing what, what, what these people are able to do. I think yeah, I think you're totally right. It is, it is a strong, it's a really strong performance because it's kind of, it's again, it's showing more of the human side, isn't it? Mm. You know, it's showing more mm. of the emotional effects, and we get to see a little bit of that in some of the passengers as well. We get the the the, the two the boys, son, yeah, and 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 the dad. We get the yeah. mum, the the older mum, and, and yeah, and that and know, what what was beautiful was that that other one you're probably going to mention next, but I'm gonna cut you to the chase it was uh, that, that sort of that young mother and baby and as they were going down this stranger next to her says let me hold the baby and again if, like when I watched that the first time I was like oh that's very nice as a dad you know what I mean now as a dad you're like, oh that hit me yeah. right in the feels god damn it <laughs> God, God damn having kids even <laughs> making you feel things I know it would just be terrifying wouldn't it It'd be ter- yeah we've taken on Calum we take Calum on a, on a- yeah, one holiday in the before times. Uh, to <laughs> the before times, that is and, brilliant. And you know, you do really because it was it was me, it was me, my wife, and my son. And you're like, wow, like this is a real. It does hit you a little bit, especially when the engine the engines spool up and you're taking off. Mm. Um, he he loved it. Yeah. He uh, he uh, when 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 we landed the first time. As as it came down, and he shouted as loud as he could again, again, and made the entire plane uh, <laughs> amazing laugh. It was fantastic. So he was having a great time, but we we were both like, "Okay, this is it. This is it. This is our kids, our child on a plane." Like, oh god, it's, it's a well known thing that you know the story, Sam. But it's a well known thing that kids cannot conceive their own mortality. Yeah, and. And more and more, you'll become aware of that. Like as they're riding bikes, as they're you know doing like cartwheels across the road. Like, oh, good God, stop! Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm yeah. fine. Like, oh Jesus, you'll wish you weren't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there's all these. There's all of this, which is like again, it's it's well communicated. It's human. And then we switch back 
to the NTSB stuff where we get to, you know, we, we kind of get to get more detail. The the conclusion of the film, though, I think works really well with 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 the investigation, and we get we get these pilots doing the pretend landing, and it's mm. and again, it's not quite as adversarial as this, and I think the fact you know, but the the point remains is that. You know, you kind of have to, and what the film says is, you kind of have to account for the fact that this is the first time that this has happened to us. The human factor in this is the good side as well. It's not just about mistakes; it's about yeah, we have to deal with this. We need thirty-five seconds of time to deal with to to realize what's going on, to realize the engines are failing, mm-hmm. to then get into kicking to action because that is the nature of like. Otherwise, why don't we just get computers to fly planes? Yeah. Because in theory, they can do it better. You know, a, a plane can land itself, but most of the time, pilots mm-hmm. do not do that because they want to have the control and res- and the responsibility, and that's what it comes down to, isn't it? Yep. You know, this guy is in command. And and there's 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 something to be said for like you know that yes, this time the computer's wrong, but more often than not, you know, it's it, there's a reason we have these instruments, and it's to sort of alleviate as much as possible the human factor. I would actually love to know how much of this scene, you know, the sort of the the public inquiry sort of scene, is embellished a little bit, and how much is sort of like you know true to real life, because it, uh, when Sullenberger says, you know, after they say, oh well, these pilots did it, you could have landed, uh, the you know the simulations, they all say you could have landed, and his retort was, can we get serious now, and that has to be. The most polite way of saying, "Are you done?" You know, what I mean? because once you go, "Oh shit, I fucked up here." <laughs> I don't know how, but he's about to tell me. It was the most polite way of saying, "Now I'm gonna put you in your place." And yeah, I would love to like it because because I can you know from Tom Hanks' performance and from scenes you know Sully and the sort of you know behind the scenes sort of stuff, I could see him saying it like that. Are we serious mm-hmm. now? Um, yeah, and then and then it goes on about the human factor. I'm, I'm I'm looking to see if there is if there is any like a transcript evidence. I don't. I I'm not sure. I'm not sure if there is. You know, I'm not sure if there is. It's it's one of those things that I think it it feels like there is uh, authenticity feels, to it. It feels like there is, and it's hard to know. I, I, and again, it comes down to the criticism of 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 this, where you know the kind of tone and the 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 adversarial nature of, of the investigation. Kind of yeah. doesn't doesn't really ring true. They, they weren't. I think I think the the, the lead investigator said um, that they weren't out to embarrass anybody. You know, they weren't out there mm. to to do it, and 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 it's kind of frustrating. I think at the, the same the, time, though, at the sorry to speak of you, Sam, but at the same time, it's totally believable that they yes. would be like that. That's the problem because they mentioned like earlier in the movie, like, oh well, you know, insurance, you know, they they don't want to pay out, you know what I mean? And you could totally, and that says a lot about you know our sort of current climate, where basically you could say, yep, I buy that, not a problem. Do I do I believe that an insurance company would try and get out of paying what they should legally pay? I am yeah. on board, sold, yeah. you know. And that and that's I think, but again, that's. It makes for a compelling movie, and yeah. we. I'm not. I'm not one. I think with with historical films that we need to have everything exactly right because, you know, my favorite one is is uh, Gladiator, <coughs> where we have the horses um, in Gladiator, and they have stirrups. You know, the, the things you put your feet in. Yes. 
and uh, the Romans didn't have stirrups; they weren't invented yet. <laughs> and, like, and you and you see you see on IMDb and elsewhere. Like, uh, I, I I hope someone got fired for that blunder. It's like, well, you know what? Really, <laughs> it's fucking dangerous for the stunt people to do yeah. not have to to train without stirrups. Did, did that like, ruin your movie experience? Like, shut up! Like, come on. <laughs> This is slightly bigger, but it's the same principle. It makes a better film, and end of the day, you know, like that's enough. And people aren't really going to be, hopefully, egging this guy's house uh, because he was a bit rude to, to Sullenberger. <laughs> you know, so yeah, Sully's an American treasure. <laughs> there we go. That's it. Shirt off, flag blowing up the House of Congress. America, Boom. fuck yeah. <laughs> I think we do have some improvements to make to this film, Ross. To be honest. And um, this, uh, get Michael Bay on the phone because we've got a movie on our hands. This this sixty four year old pilot topless is a hundred percent the first thing that needs to change, and I can't believe they didn't do that. <laughs> Riding yep. on the top of the plane as it's going into the Hudson, yeah, you know, swinging the flag around like that, <laughs> surfing it, yeah, <laughs> like just cause that's that, that level of like yeah, yeah, oh amazing, that'd be good. So there we go. I think we've uh, have we talked about everything we wanted to talk about in this movie. There's well, it's our podcast, so we can say yeah and be done with it. You know, we can, we can. I think this is one of my uh, it's one of my favorite aviation movies. I, I like it on all levels: yeah. personal, technical, cinematography works well. And let's go back to what we started with Ross. Ninety Thanks. minutes long, fan fucking tastic. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Well done. Uh, is that Tom Hanks? No? <laughs> no, well, fuck that. Never mind Tom Hanks. Yeah. It's so, only 90 minutes. That's like, what we have to like, do. Yeah. So, I mean, number one, 90 minutes. Check. It's free. Check two. Um, it, it, so rarely does a movie come together this well. You know, not just based on true, you know, true events, but almost sort of tr- true to life sort of events. And it follows it so accurately. Mm-hmm. It's entertaining. It's interesting. And it's conveyed in a way that, you know, average Joe... Uh, from our podcast, uh, you know, can, can can comprehend it and understand, like you know, the, the the importance of technical aspects. It's it's an achievement. This movie, it really Full is. Stop. It really is. So there we go. Right. Well, I think uh, I'm all excited about planes. I'm going to go put some more hours into flight simulator. You know, really <laughs> uh, maybe try and uh, land in the Hudson River. In Ross, uh, be prepared for landing. Uh, if you look out your window, it's uh, two minutes past ten, and. Uh, Time for bed. <laughs> well, last thing, Ross, because I I think we should continue. Yes, cool pilot Sam. Thanks, thanks. Uh, 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 I think what we should do is we should continue the aviation thing in movies. Let's go back to another historical movie with planes in it. It's the Aviator, Martin Scorsese movie. Slight oh. problem, two slight problem, two hours forty nine minutes. But I'm just going to leave it there. Oh, just going to leave it there. Sorry, Mr. Scorsese. <laughs> we do not have the attention span for that you shave what 90 minutes off that you got yourself a deal two parts <laughs> two parts <laughs> yeah. you made us watch you, you made us watch for us just to leave is all I'm saying I don't have a retort <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody <laughs> <laughs>